Welcome to The Job Pod, the new youth employment services podcast about looking for work and our general tips on employment. Hello, everybody. My name is Alexander Ferrer, and I'm the education coordinator. My name is Maureen Morrison, and I'm an employment facilitator. Today, we're going to be talking about displaying confidence in the job hunt. Alexander, where do you think this process needs to start? I think it really needs to start with yourself. It's sort of an existential thing. I wouldn't really get into that part necessarily, but you have to try to think about what do you want to do in the future? Where do you see yourself in the future? Because if, when you're trying to apply for a job, you are the best person for the job. Now, what do you think I mean by that? I think that when when we say that, that you're the best person for the job, we're talking about how you know yourself best and you know your skill set best. And so you're the best person to talk about why you're a good fit for any specific mm-hmm. position. And obviously, there's going to be some jobs, like if you're if you're just coming out of high school and looking for your first job, yeah, maybe you're not going to go straight to being an astronaut, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. There might be a few things in between there, a few steps that you need to go. But especially for entry-level jobs, there is a lot of kind of self-reflection and work you can do to understand why you'd be a great fit for the job. And doing that is going to be a huge part of finding the confidence to apply and really excel in that application process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after you start with yourself, then you have to really start writing your resume, because I think writing your resume is a great way to show all the skills that you've done. And when you see all these skills in front of you, you'll be like, wow, I am somebody of worth. I can really do things. I look at all these great things I have to offer. So that's what writing resumes is. It's really good. It's a good confidence booster in general. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things, because like resumes can be a little bit limiting in that, you know, we usually say, especially for entry level positions, try to keep your resume to one page. One of my favorite things is being able to add a cover letter to that, because one, it shows an employer that you're dedicated to applying for this specific job and you write a cover letter for it. But it also is that that part where you get to brag about yourself. You get to take some of the key points on your resume and expand on those. And you get to say, you know, here's why I am the right candidate for this role. And I think it's kind of odd at first to think about, I have to brag about myself. I don't think that's a bad thing to do. And that's something I felt like I was discouraged when I was younger. Yeah, don't brag about yourself because you'll be rude. But quite frankly, it's not rude because you're the person who wants the job and you can offer the skills that you have to this company so you can work to the best of your abilities. And that's what work is all about. We live in this really competitive time. And because of that, that's what you really have to do. You have to show that confidence uh, so you can get a job and you can help your self-improvement with that. It's like if anybody plays a sport, you know, it's not like people would try not to, you know, be the best at the sport that they're playing at. No, the same thing with trying to find a job. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I really like to ask my clients is when we're sitting down and doing an appointment for a resume or cover letter, at the end, we always look over it again together. And I I ask, like, how do you feel about this now? And all the time, people say, you know, I feel a lot more confident now. I hear that word all the time. When we've been able to sit down and talk about their resume and cover letter and tweak it, Because sometimes, you know, even though I was saying before, you're the one who knows yourself best and you're the best person to brag about your own skills and abilities. Sometimes having a third person to sit down with you and look at 
what your skills are and come up with formal language for those skills can be really helpful because I've definitely had clients, you know, say, oh, I didn't really do much at that job. But then when we talk more about it, it turns out, well, you know, you told me that you just kind of had this somewhat informal experience doing home care for, you know, a relative that you live with. And you said, oh, you just help out around the house. But when we talked about it more, you actually, you know, were in charge of cooking, cleaning, providing specific health care, such as bathing for this person or, you know, accompanying them to appointments and advocating on their behalf. And once we talk more about that, I can see an immediate change in those clients' confidence about, oh, well, I've done these. And when I look at job postings now for a healthcare aide, I actually have a lot of those skills from my own experience already, even though I didn't have that job title. Like that reminds me of an example of uh, somebody I've worked with. They said over the summer that all they did was they were at a community center and they just swept floors. That's all they did. Well, is that really all you do when you sweep? You have to try to think about everything you do and, you know, with your job, that there is a purpose to it. There's a reason why you sweep. And, you know, you know, you have to pay at close attention to detail. Not everybody can pay close attention to detail. But if you sweep floors, you have to pay a close attention to detail. And then on top of that, you might need to even mop. You know, not everybody knows how to mop, actually, and sweep. That's true. So just be able to know that little skills, little things you do, make a huge impact because everybody makes an impact with their work. I think it's so important not to undersell yourself, especially when you're young and have very little formal job experience. There are so many skills that we pick up from even just mowing your neighbor's lawn or something like that, that will translate really well to paid work experiences. And it's important to recognize those and factor those in into your confidence level when looking for jobs. You can still have Mm -hmm. confidence even if you don't have the most work experience out of anyone who's applying. And confidence can go a really long way. Employers will really look at those resumes and cover letters that use affirmative and strong language and not a passive voice. And even before they've met you then, if you applied online and you had a really well-written resume and cover letter, they're going to be impressed by you. You know, even if someone else applied and had maybe more formal experience, but their resume and cover letter didn't display that confidence, you might get a job interview over them based on that alone. Because if, say, it's a customer service job where you're going to be working with people, confidence and the ability to display your message clearly and hold yourself well is going to be so important for that role. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you make you make all this sound so easy, being confident. Is that really easy? I don't know. I, I kind of feel it's difficult. Um, that kind of makes me try to think about, um, you know, we, we all try to be confident. But the, in the end, I think a lot of us suffer from something called imposter syndrome. So, yeah. And I definitely and, do, too. That's something that I've experienced. And for those of you who aren't familiar with imposter syndrome, it's it's basically when someone doubts their own accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And so even if you have external evidence of your competence in something, if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, you're convinced that despite all the evidence around you that you're successful, that you're actually not. And you've somehow tricked people into seeing you as the successful person. And I think that's a huge barrier to confidence. It's definitely one for me. 
I've, I felt it many, many times, even, you know, when I was coming into this job that I'm in now, I definitely had imposter syndrome before, during the interview process. And even, you know, when I first started the job, for sure. Yeah, I think that's something I really deal, you know, with too. I mean, we're talking about confidence, but I think all of us struggles with confidence. And it's something to really work on. And that's why, again, like we were talking about before, using that affirmative and strong language when you're writing a resume, it really helps you to think, oh, wow, look at all these things. That's me. I wrote that. And this is all true. So even just looking at your resume, rewriting your resume. And by the way, this is a perfect time to write, rewrite your resume. We don't have a lot to do during these times with, you know, the quarantine and all that. So I think it's just a really good thing to write all your skills down. And also practicing mock interviews, I think is a really good thing too. Because let's say you do apply for that job and you do happen to get that interview. Well, you have to have that confidence during the interview, not just showing the language. You have to show them that you are confident. So my question, Morag, then is, what are some things that you can do to show during the interview that you are confident? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of physical cues and also evidence of preparation. So I'll talk about that first. Something that we okay. really like to do at Youth Employment Services are mock interviews. So that's where one of our employment facilitators, so me or one of the other people on the team, will actually meet with you and we'll do a pretend job interview. And so you'll come into our office or... These days, we're doing them a lot on the phone or over video chat, and we will pretend that we are interviewing you for a job, and then afterwards, we'll give you feedback. Most often with the clients that I do mock interviews with, the biggest barrier for them is that confidence piece, and a lot of it will come from either you know being nervous about the interview or just not being prepared. So part of doing a mock interview is that we're helping you prepare for those real job interviews, being able to practice, to talk about your skills and experiences and answer those common interview questions is going to be huge for when you go in and actually do a job interview. Something that I really encourage people to do even before a mock interview with me is I'll give them the questions ahead of time and I'll say, I want you to sit down with these come up with some answers so that when you come in for our mock interview, I can tell that you've practiced because an employer is always going to be able to tell the people who've prepared and practiced for a job interview from the people who haven't. It's very Mm -hmm. obvious when someone has prepared their answers. And that doesn't mean that you have to have word for word every single answer prepped ahead of time, but it does mean that you have to have thought about, you know, what skills do I have that are relevant to this job and how can I talk about those? You know, what kind of situations might come up at this sort of job and how can I demonstrate to the employer that I would be ready to handle those well? So that's mm-hmm. a huge one is just is just getting used to talking about those things and being able to hear yourself and know that you are giving an answer that displays that message that, you know, I'm capable of doing this job. And then the other part is the physical cues of confidence. So you present a lot in your role as the education coordinator for YES. Yes. What are some things that you do when you're presenting that show that you're confident? Well, you know, square shoulders, make sure my, my body posture is really good. Eye contact. I move a lot, of, you know, I move my hands a lot when I talk. Um, you know, I naturally have a loud voice, so that, that helps. But yeah, just really being able to... and 
really being able to just show people that you are confident. And sometimes I feel like I'm not always confident when I do presentations. But if I do square my shoulders, have a good body posture, eye contact, you know, I do all of those things and I might not feel confident. I will actually feel more confident. So not just everybody will think, oh, this guy's super confident. Well, then I will actually feel super confident. And that's kind of tough to do. I know, you know, it's, it's tough to do that. But if you practice, it takes lots of practice. And I've had some bad presentations when I first started doing my role. After you practice these, you know, it might take a long time for somebody to really practice, you know, how to show how to be confident. Um, but after a while, you will actually get better at it. It's not going to happen overnight. The same thing kind of makes you think about like with interviews and everything. Sometimes you're going to fail an interview. That's going to happen. But we just got to keep on going. Just, it's all about showing that confidence because it will make you feel more confident. Absolutely. And, and thinking back to, again, doing mock interviews with clients, at the end, when we give feedback, something that we give feedback on is people's physical self in the room during the mock interview. And did they make eye contact? Did they enunciate their words? How is their volume? And so often people come in and I can see how nervous they are and I see them start to slump forward and close their shoulders up. And sometimes they look up at the ceiling as though the answers are going to magically appear there. Right. But mm-hmm. something that I will always do after is I'll, I'll often make my clients actually get up, put their hands on their hips, put their feet shoulder width apart, open their shoulders up and just stand there for a minute in a Superman pose And then we'll sit back down and then we'll keep going kind of through the feedback. And then I'll say, okay, I want you to open up your shoulders. I want you to sit up straight in that chair. I want you to plant your feet on the ground so that when you're talking to me, you're displaying confidence. And it's usually a complete 180. Like you Mm -hmm. would not believe the difference that makes to me as someone who's interviewing them, you know, for a pretend job, but interviewing them nonetheless is the huge change just even in their voice when they slightly change their posture or the way, you know, I'm one of those kind of people that I'm always fidgeting on stuff with my hands. If I wear rings, I'm fidgeting with them. But what I do going into a job interview is I make sure that I plant both feet on the ground so that I'm not crossing and uncrossing my legs. I make sure that I'm not fidgeting with my hands. I don't wear any rings. I don't wear a watch to the job interview or anything like that. And if I need to, I can just put my hands on my lap. Or if I want, I can put them up on the table and I try to make sure that they're not touching each other so that they're not fidgeting. I always try to make sure I'm making eye contact. I know a lot of people that I've talked to hate making eye contact. So I've got a hot tip here, which is that if you are sitting more than a couple feet away from someone, which in a job interview, you're not usually right beside them, you can actually look at their nose and they won't be able to tell. Yeah, I always try to tell people, look in that eye area. You don't always have to look right into their eyes. And this is something that, again, people should practice. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's really interesting, at least in, you know, this part of the world, how, you know, eye contact is something that is so crucial because it makes people nervous. So like if you look in the animal kingdom, okay, this is off topic maybe, <laughs> but, if you, but if you look at the animal kingdom, most animals hate eye contact. All of this is practice. Confidence does not happen overnight. I haven't had you know, confidence for a job all the time. And quite frankly, not always, even when I'm in this role, sometimes I think 
you know, again, it's the, that imposter syndrome that's really tough for people. And you just got to practice. Yeah. And what would you say is your number one tip for staying confident in the job hunt? I, this is something I hear you say all the time. Oh, yes. So when you're trying to, you know, trying to apply for a job, I don't know if you guys heard my Uncle Julio story. I've told everybody about that. But one of the most important things you can get out of that story, the moral of that story, is that when you're trying to apply for a job, you want to be persistent and consistent with trying to apply for a job. You got to build up that momentum. I know a lot of times you're going to apply for a job, people are going to say no. But keep on going, keep on trying to apply for different jobs and tell that employer, hey, my name is Alexander or whatever your name is and say, I'm the best for the job, being a little bit persistent. So persistency and consistency really goes a long way and it really helps you with your confidence because yeah, you get rejected. Oh, just rub it off your shoulder. Keep on going. And again, that is hard to do. But with practice, you can do that. I'd say the number one takeaway here is to be confident in the job hunt, you need to practice confidence. And you can listen back again and think about all the different ways that we kind of talked about practicing confidence and start working on those now. And if you ever want to sit down with us for a free appointment to write a resume or cover letter, or do a mock interview, or even just have a general job search appointment, you can get in contact with us through our website at yesmb.ca. And you can contact one of our employment facilitators to set up an appointment or if you'd like a presentation, you can get in touch with Alexander as well through our contact page. Thanks for joining us on the Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. Bye. Bye.